Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? Be proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who will win. Buckeye Podcast, by fans, for the fans, where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO Podcast. OH! IO! Welcome back to the OHIO Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Buckeye Boggs. That man over there is the wild man, Chris Wiles, and you are you. Welcome in, welcome back. We're glad to have you in tonight to another live OHIO podcast. And boy, we got people flying in already, asking questions, everything else. By the way, Robert Allen's in the house tonight. Robert, congratulations. He won. Yeah. He won. Robert, you, you won. You picked... You picked the right draft picks in our game. I've been trying to get a hold of you. Shoot me a message, buddy. We need to get you your prize. Congratulations. But he wanted to know why we no longer have Carmen Ohio at the end of our podcast. Um, is it his app? Nope, it's not your app, my friend. We just no longer can kind of put that song on our show. We don't own the rights to it, I guess you should say. So that's why it's no longer there, Robert. Larry Daniels is in the house. Greetings, Buckeye fans. Greetings to you, Mr. Daniels. Hope you're enjoying that weather down in Florida, if indeed that's where you're still out or still at at this time. Ryan Wickerham, what up, boys? What's going on, Ryan? Welcome in. Good to have you back tonight. And we're just going to dive right into tonight's first topic, and we want to know what you all think about this as well. 
There's a little bit of a transfer portal rumor floating around there, Chris. On campus this weekend, I don't know, maybe he was just there to for graduation to watch Justin Fields walk across the stage and receive his uh, degree. But something tells me that's not why T.J. Finley was in the house this weekend on campus. Of course, T.J. Finley is the former LSU quarterback turned former Auburn quarterback who is currently in the transfer portal. Chris, what's going on here? Eric, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I've heard things said that maybe he's kicking up this speculation a little bit on his own, uh, possibly in an effort to pique interest from other schools. However, I think that we have a major issue if we are indeed looking uh, at this young man as a potential person to come in or start and start and even be second string. You know, that tells me we have a major quarterback situation that maybe we all didn't see. Um, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that uh, either McCord or Devin Brown can come out here and, 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 you know, stamp their name on this thing. I think we've all talked, you know, for a while now that we thought Kyle McCord was the guy, but you know what, if, if this is mutual interest as is being speculated that, and we did see kind of a poor performance at the spring game, is it maybe that, that they're starting to have some doubts about McCord and no. Brown at campus? I mean, no. I think, my, my gut instinct is to say that this was speculation on his part or, or that he stirred the speculation up to possibly provoke interest from other schools. I don't, I don't want to believe. Let's start there. I do not want to believe that Ohio State's quarterback situation is such right now where Ryan Day feels like in order to save his job, he's going to have to go back in the portal to get this guy. Because I'm here to tell you, this guy's not good. No, he's not. I mean, what did he have last year? One touchdown, four interceptions, I believe, in limited time? Yeah, he got hurt, and his his uh, pers- uh, his uh, receptions – were up. Um, his passing percentage was up. Um, his pass passes per play or per throw were up. But one touchdown to four interceptions. He's a big, tall guy. Reminds you of Jamarcus Russell. Big, huge, big arm, but a statue. We don't need that. J- Jamarcus we, we, Russell started out a quarterback, ended up a freaking pickup truck. You know, the guy's we, huge. We just – it's not – if this guy, okay, if if you went back and you saw TJ Finley and he's he's got five, six hundred yards rushing, given our offensive line, it makes sense to me. But this makes zero sense to me. I think this guy was on campus. I think he kind of showed up. I think Ryan Day talked to him. I think Ryan Day's a nice guy and he's like, hey, this guy's on campus. He wants to meet you. Okay. Yeah, I'll meet him. But I have zero belief that Ryan Day went fishing for this guy. No, I, I would have a hard time believing that myself. Not only that, but if that rumor is out there that Ohio State is quarterback fishing, I think you'd have seen interest peaked from a lot more high-caliber talent given the weapons that Ohio State has. Yeah. If he ends up being a part of this team 
it is not because he's going to be starting quarterback. It's a depth I'll, move. It's completely, utterly depth because Ryan Day doesn't want to get caught if, for instance, he picks McCord and Brown ends up leaving and going in the transfer portal. Then you need to have some experienced guys. We already have someone with Division One experience, you know, uh, from the other quarterback that played in the spring game from Oregon State. Yeah. I don't. I, I maybe you have two guys here because you don't want to depend on the freshman being your your third string quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, I just don't think this rumor's got legs, Chris. I I really don't. I, I don't think it can. Like I said, I I feel more and more like this was this young man trying to to create interest from other teams. By saying, "Hey, guess what? The Buckeyes are looking at me." Maybe, maybe he's just good friends with Justin Fields, and Justin Fields is, you know, got got his degree today. You yeah. know, I'm, that's, I'm totally kidding. But all right, guys, so I, we wanted to address that rumor because it is out there, and we wanted to make sure everybody, you know, doesn't freak out because there's a lot of freaking out happening in Buckeye Nation right now because of this. People well, there's just... a few podcasts, Eric, who have actually gone on record as saying that he was there to meet with Ryan Day about coming in as a starting quarterback. It, and I just don't see it. No, it's if, if that's where we are at, we are in trouble. Yeah. This would be Ryan Day's last year if this is where we're at. Yeah. Mark it down. If he comes in to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State, this is Ryan Day's last year as head coach of Ohio State because he's yeah. not good. No, it's a desperate move. If that's the and if it, if if it's and if that is the move he's going to make, then that tells you how bad he thinks the quarterback play was this spring in Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. And if and, I'm going to choose between Finley and the kid from Oregon State, give me the kid from Oregon State because at least he's efficient. And you could rely on a run game. Yeah. <laughs> at least he can move the pocket. Yeah. I mean, we saw that during the spring game. He's a little bit fleet of foot. This yeah. TJ's not. He is a statue. Yeah. He he'll get killed if unless the offensive line does some major improving. So we wanted to address that. There you go. That is the rumor for the week that we wanted to to touch on. All right, Chris. So <clears throat> we've done this before. We're gonna do it again. It's you versus me. We've got an entire NFL roster full of Buckeyes that we are going to draft from. Now that the NFL draft is over, those influx of Buckeyes are now in the league. We have the opportunity to go ahead and draft our own Ohio State rosters for fun. And then what we'll do, Chris, is we'll put your roster up against my roster on social media. Let people vote on who they think drafted the best team are you ready so are we going one qb one running back three receivers one tight end you can make your offense and defense as creative as you like except you cannot play two quarterbacks fair Obviously. enough well there's only two in the league eric <laughs> right now that's true there is there is all right so how are we going to determine who goes first here let's flip the coin i let's got do the it. coin today so uh you get a call in the air i'm going to take heads uh, and you are the first pick. Well, all right. Here we go, guys. So here's what we want you to do as we start making these picks. Uh, tell us if we're right or wrong. We're going to make the pick and tell you why we picked them. Uh, we'll snake this thing, all right? So I'm going to take 
Obviously, Justin Fields, QB1. I'm going to take him to run my team. You're up, Chris. Right, well, you know what? I've got to take CJ. Actually, I didn't have to take CJ because we were doing the uh, yeah, you, you can, quarterback. Yeah, you, so you don't even need you to. You know what? I'm not going to take CJ yet because I'll come back to him. Yeah, you'd make him your last pick if you want. That's right. Uh, you know what? I think I got to go J.K. Dobbins and give me the rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Ooh, nice pick. Yes. I see what you're doing there, and I and I and I can appreciate that. Well, then let's go defense first. I'm gonna take a little Nick Bosa as one defensive end, and then I'm gonna come right back with my next pick, and I'm gonna take Joey Bosa as my other defensive end. And the reason why I didn't go with Chase Young is just straight up injury history. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Eric, you've made my last three picks pretty easy for me at this point. <laughs> because I have. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I don't. I'm not going to go after defensive end, obviously. Right. Uh, so I'll tell you what, I might as well go ahead and, uh, you know, I better get somebody to try to stop these guys. So let me go ahead and get Taylor Decker at one tackle. Ooh. And Paris Johnson Jr. at the other tackle. Ooh. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. I see what you're doing there. All right, so uh, let's see what we need to do here. Oh, I, I added them to my, my roster. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do this on the fly here, so give me one second here. Um, I've obviously got to go offense. You are loading up on your offense here. Uh, let's go ahead and take uh, Scary Terry McLarnon, uh, one wide receiver. Yep. And uh, I'm going to come right back, and I'm going to go with my sixth-grade dance shirt. You knew I wasn't going to leave this out there for yeah, you, man. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I have thought about <laughs> it long and hard. That's Chris Olave, everybody. If you've if you've never heard the running joke that we've had, Chris Olave, I re- I compared him back when he was a sophomore to my sixth-grade dance shirt, which was been in 1994. It was a purple suede button-up shirt. It was smooth. I'll, I'll tell you what, Eric. I'm going to go ahead and finish out my receiver room. Give me Michael Thomas to play opposite Wilson. And let me tell you, the rookie of the year this year, because he's going to get a lot of opportunities in the slot. Uh oh. That's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Good pick. Yep. You you stole him from me there. I was going to go with him next. All right. <clears throat> you obviously have a couple offensive linemen. So let me go ahead and take the best center. Uh, out there in the league, and Corey Lindsley, uh, anchor uh, anchor my center position for me there. And let's go back to defense here. And I'm going to take Cameron Hayward. I'm building my defensive line up front That's here. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Got to kind of mark things off as we go so I know where I'm at. Um, well, I'll tell you. I'm going to go ahead and take what I think are the two best guards. Give me Jonah Jackson and Andrew Norwall. Killing me, man. Nice job. Hey, right. I got a rookie quarterback. He's going to need some protection. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. Especially against that defensive line. You know, that off- that offensive line would be great for, for uh, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. No joke. Like, that. that's... 
That's legit right there. <clears throat> All right, so I got the next two picks. I'm going to take Jeremy Rucker at tight end. Good choice. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pair him with Scary Terry in uh, my sixth grade dance shirt. And I'm also going to head back to defense again and give me um, Pete Warner as linebacker. Oh, you got me. That's where I was going next. Up to you next. All right. Okay, what do I need? A tight end I can come back to. Quarterback I can come back to. Center I can come back to. You took my Bosa boys. Mm-hmm. I, be- I better get a little bit of rush going myself. So go ahead and give me the Predator and your hero after the big touchdown run last year. Give me Sam Hubbard on the other end. Oh, yeah. Good one. That's a good one. I thought actually about taking Sam Hubbard over, like, say, Joey. But Bosa's just got so much name recognition. Yeah. All right, let's go take to the cornerback position. Give me Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, yeah. uh, Obviously. And uh, I'm going to take Denzel Ward. Give me back-to-back cornerbacks. Best two on the board. Oh, without a doubt. Um, Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take somebody who I think is going to have a huge bounce back year, and that's Jeff Okuda. Yeah. I think after that trade, he's going to have a awesome comeback year. And you know what? Go ahead and give me Von Bell at safety. <laughs> I will give you Von Bell, and then I'm going to take Malik Hooker as my safety. And because there's a shortage of safeties in the NFL at Ohio State, give me Jordan Fuller. Duh. I'm going to leave you with uh, with uh, a couple of the uh, – Maybes. Let's put it to you that way. That's all right. Um, Well, I'll tell you what. Let me go ahead and uh, I'm going to take me a let me get a couple linebackers here. Let me get Jerome Baker. Good pick. And you know what? Because I think he's doing I'll tell you, he's been more of an end rusher with the Broncos, but uh, I'm telling you, for, for depth purposes, give me Baron Browning. Okay. Baron Browning, there he is. All right. <clears throat> so, what to do next? I think I'm going to have to stick to the uh, linebacker since they're going so fast here. Give me Raquan McMillan. Yeah, it was going to be my next if you didn't. And then uh, I'm going to force you to change your defense. And I'm going to take Malik Harrison. So now there's not, there's really no other linebackers in the league left. Sounds like I better go four, two, five, right? Yeah, you better. Mm -hmm. And there's, and there's really not too many safeties left either. That that's okay. Because I'm with, when the linebackers are struggling, you know who likes to step up and make some hits, right? Sure. Who's that? Ronnie Hickman. Ronnie the Rocket, huh? You think he's going to make the team? I do. Okay. You're going to have to throw one of them cornerbacks in as a as a slot safety or slot corner. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to have to give me a second cornerback first, and I'm going to – I'll tell you what. I'm going to take what I think is the best slot safe, uh, slot corner there is, and that's Sean Wade. Okay. He didn't do well on the outside, but, man, in the slot, he's, he's pretty productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that is that two? That's two. Hickman and Wade. Thank you. All right, I was I was stuck there. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, since you're avoiding your defensive tackles, and I've already got Cameron Hayward, I'm going to steal the next best one. Give me Devon Hamilton. Which who would have ever thought that he would have the NFL career he has had? That is that is pretty impressive. Uh, He's done a great job. He is doing a great job, but. Let's face it, he's on Carolina. He is. He is on Carolina. This is true. This is true. All right, I got to go back. That's my entire defense. So now I got to go back to my offense here. And let's see, you pretty much have destroyed me at the tackles position. So let me take Nicholas Petit Frere as my left tackle. That hurts. All right, you're up. Ooby dooby dooby dooby. What do I got defensive backs? I got Okuda, I got Wade, I got Bell, I got Hickman. There's Eli Apple and Bradley Roby left, basically. There's also Cam Brown, should I decide to take a flyer. However, I'm not going to. Give me Bradley Roby. He's been around for a while for a reason. Yeah. So that takes care of the defensive backs, and I guess I better do a little work on Wait, You know what? Hold on. Let me see what's over here. Is there anything else that I could use? My quarterback I'll save for the end. I'm trying to think of one, two. Better make a pick. No, Time's wasting. Let me I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go ahead and take a center. Okay. The, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm. You're struggling here. Well, I was trying to decide whether to try to screw you over, Eric, but you I really can if you to, like. I well, I really can't because then all my slots are filled because we aren't really drafting extra past the eleven guys on each side. Right. I've got my receiver room filled. I can't uh, with three. I can't really take two running backs. No, no, not unless you don't want to play a tight end. <laughs> But that would be that would be, in the NFL that would be killer. Yeah, that's gonna get you crushed. So I'll tell you what. Uh, go ahead and give me Draymond Jones. Good pick. I like it. Yeah, good pick. All right, I am going to screw you. And since the offensive line is not that great, and the other center is Josh Myers, I'm going to take him as my guard. That's okay. Yeah, I wasn't going oh, to take him anyhow. Oh, you're going to take Luke Whippler, were you? Let I me am. take Luke Whippler. No, I'm just kidding. Got <laughs> uh, to find somewhere to put him. Man. Yeah, he can play guard. Yeah, it's not that hard compared to center. If you can play center, you can play guard. Um, Jamarco Jones is still out there. Yep. I'll take him as my other guard, and you are up. Well, I got to take Jonathan Hankins to round out that line. There you go. One, two, three, four. I think. That's your defense, man. That's your whole defense. 
Yes. So you've got a center, a tight end, and a quarterback left to pick. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I guess at tight end, I'll take Nick Vanette. Ooh, over Luke Farrell, really. Farrell's a better blocker, but I, I think Vanette has the better hands. All right, so let's go ahead and take Isaiah Prince to round out my offensive line. And I will also take... Uh, not, not taking the big man. Who's that? Dewan Jones. Oh, how did I miss that? Yeah, hold on. Thank you. That was terrible of me. I should have let you go, Eric. But you I should have. That. I couldn't that do was... that to you. No, thank you. I, do, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, Dewan Jones is my right tackle. Thank you. And I'll take – see, he's not on a roster, but I believe he will be. So give me Zeke as my running back. Yeah. yeah. All right, you not got a, a – you need a quarterback and a center. Yep, well, and I told you already, I'm planning to take Whipwork my center. Although, you know, you got Billy Price and Elfine floating around out there as free agents. But, you know, I just – I feel like Whipler's got the better chance of the three to make a a start. And obviously, give me C.J. Stroud at quarterback. All right. So that means I either go tight end with Luke Farrell or another receiver. We've got Curtis Samuel out there, Noah Brown, and Paris Campbell. Um, I think I'm going to take Curtis Samuel. And put him in the slot. All right. There's our rosters, Chris. So here we go. So Team Eric, Justin Fields, Zeke Elliott, Jeremy Ruckert, Terry McLarnon, Chris Olave, Curtis Samuel. Offensive line is Petit Frere, Jamarco Jones, Corey Lindsley, Josh Myers, Dewan Jones. My defense is Nick Bosa, Cameron Hayward, Dev- Devon Hamilton, Joey Bosa, Pete Warner. Raquan McMillan, Malik Harrison, Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward, Malik Hooker, and Jordan Fuller. Do you need me to read off your list, or do you have them? Oh, I've got them. I've Go got C.J. Stroud at the quarterback. Uh, J.K. Dobbins in the backfield with him. I got Garrett Wilson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Michael Thomas. Uh, Nick Vanette at tight end. I've got what I think is an amazing offensive line with Taylor Decker and Paris Johnson at the tackles, uh, Jonah Jackson and Andrew Norwall at the guards, Luke Whipler, uh, I think is going to actually make the start at center for the Browns. Uh, on the defensive uh, ends, I've got Chase Young and Sam Hubbard. Oh, but talk about a category where you couldn't go wrong. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, at the defensive tackles, I've got Draymond Jones and Jonathan Hankins. Uh, I went with the four-two-five. I got Jerome Baker and Baron Browning at the ta- or at the uh, linebackers. I've got Bradley Roby, Jeff Okuda, and Sean Wade as my defensive uh, corners, and then Vaughn Bell and Ronnie Hickman, who will just take your head off if you try to catch the ball back there at safety. Beautiful. All right, guys, who do you think drafted the better team here? Of Buckeyes in the NFL. We want to know what you think. Drop we're, your. Uh, we're not done, Eric. We've still got long snappers, punters. Oh, get out of here. We're not doing that junk. Gosh. <laughs> that, isn't it amazing, though, that Ohio State has enough that they can even fill that out? 
Yeah. On an NFL roster. You literally could have a 53-man roster of just Buckeyes in the NFL. And it felt like that's what Cleveland was trying to do in this draft this past weekend was try to do that. But uh, let us know who you think drafted the better roster there in the comments section. We want to think we've got a very special guest uh on the backside of our commercial that we're about ready to take uh he is a two-time ohio state drum major and i can't wait for this interview chris because i one of my favorite interviews we had last year was the young lady who dotted the i in script ohio not once but twice and she and you know informed us and educated us about what it takes to be in the band uh what it takes to be um, to dot the I, what that's like. And, you know, this is kind of in that same vein uh, when it comes to to Biddle, which if you're a Buckeye fan, how do you not love our band, right? By yeah. the way. And Eric, I wasn't here for that interview last year. So this is yeah, my first I, chance. So there might just be some of these questions repeated a little bit about what fine. Uh, but you know, some of those uh, listeners may not uh, have been in there last year either. So, yeah, so that's fine. Absolutely. Uh, Donald Hoffer says, I would love to see those two rosters play each other. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? That would be phenomenal. I can't wait for the day that Justin Fields takes on CJ Stroud. That game, the number for that game on television in Columbus will, will be, be astronomical. Huge. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it might be one of the bigger games that the NFL has all year, especially if both teams are decent, right? So I don't know when that's going to take place, but that's definitely something to uh, check out there. Uh, Hey lads, uh, being a giants fan, glad we got Paris Campbell. There's Matt butcher, by the way, Matt butcher has got a new, he's got a new show. Oh yeah. Yes. It's fantastic. Um, we want to put a, a kind of maybe I'll I'll throw a link up on our social media sites for all of you to so check that out. But it's kind of like Sports Center from Australia. It's great, uh, more laid back a little bit, but a lot of fun. Uh, Sarah Boggs says I'm going with Team Buckeye Boggs. Oh, thank you, honey. She has to say that. <laughs> uh, Larry says going with Eric. Not a CJ believer yet on the NFL. Ooh, so straight up quarterback pick there. And I I can get that. However. Uh, you know, it's a good thing you got, Justin, because with that line, he's going to be running for his life. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Good call. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we have uh, Dalton with us. And I see he's already hanging out there uh, in, in, I guess, the green room is what we'll call it, right? And that what they call it on ESPN. But uh, we'll come right back after a commercial break, and we will talk about being a drum major on Tabittle. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. We are back to the OHIO podcast, and there he is, everybody, two-time Ohio State drum major Dalton, and I don't want to mess your last name up, so is pronounce it for me. Uh, Carrero. Carrero. Thank you very much, Dalton. I appreciate that. I see you got the nice little Tabitle t-shirt uh, you're sporting there. Yes, uh, thank you so much for coming on the OHIO podcast with us. We truly appreciate that. And let's just jump right in. Tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and how you ended up being uh, one of the drum majors there at Ohio State. Um, like I said, uh, like he said, my name is Dalton Carrero. I'm from Gahanna, Ohio, which is uh, northeast of Columbus. Um, I went to Gahanna Lincoln High School. I was the drum major at Gahanna Lincoln uh, in 2017 and 2018. Graduated in 2019. Came to Ohio State 2019 as well, and I was the I was the assistant drum major for the Ohio State Marching Band in a uh, 2020 and 2022 wonderful so how'd you get into being a drum major uh i played trombone back in high school and my uh my director kind of just was kind of preaching about we need a new drum major eventually for the high school and he uh called me to his office after band one day not really sure what it was about he uh thought i had the right mindset for it and i kind of signed up for ohio state sessions because ohio state the drum majors, as well as the marching band, host sessions throughout the year to train to be like them. Went to a couple of them, and I just kind of took off from there. Been one of the, been one of my dreams ever since I was in, uh, as a freshman in high school. So, did you have to put the trombone down and and pick up the tabon or the the? Well, now I'm now I'm messing baton. up the word baton. Thank you, Chris. That's why you're the that's why you're there to help me. Is that how that works? Like you kind of put the instrument down, and or did you get to do both while you're in high school? Um. Because a uh, marching band was a part of the regular band, uh, I got to play trombone throughout the concert band year, which is about majority of school. But during marching band rehearsals, I would just twirl a baton, and I still play trombone in Ohio State today. So when did you start with it? Because I mean, that's that's not just a skill that you just wake up with, right? Like you've got to put in a, a ton of practice. So when did you start, and and how long did it take till you felt like you know I could do this thing, man? Um. I started uh, about midway through my freshman year. Um, like I said, uh, Ohio State hosts is uh, free sessions. I just I've gone to them ever since I started. So I've been doing this for about eight years now, and uh, eight years eight years and growing strong. Can tell you that. How many hours of practice did you put in? Couldn't tell uh, you. on average. <laughs> on, let, let's just Couldn't. say on course of a week. 
Um, depending on the week, usually about ten, maybe probably probably a lot more than that. Kind of just depends. Like if it's tryout season, you know, everyone's one maybe two hours a day, so it kind of just depends. Awesome. We do have a comment here from one of the watchers right now. He says, uh, Larry Daniel says, welcome, Dalton. How many hours each week does the band? Oh, does the band practice? Okay. How many hours each week does the band practice? And I think let's let's piggyback off that question with this one, Dalton. Do you as a drum major, do you guys have to be there for all their practices as well? Um, I'll answer the first one first or the second one first, my bad. Yes, we do. Um, at Ohio State. We are just like a normal band member. We go to all the practices Monday through Friday and as well as Saturday morning if there's a game. Um, the band practices about two hours a day just for like standard practices. So on average, we practice about 10 hours a week on a normal week plus two hours before a game day. But um, regular band members requ are required to have memory checks. So they practice, I mean, countless hours. I hear them in the stadium every single day just practicing their music so they are ready for memory checks on Fridays. That's incredible, man. It's just the the effort that Tibetal puts in there. So, okay. How many drum majors, like, okay, so we know that there are seats, right, in the band. Is the same thing apply for drum majors? Yes. Okay. Um, just, like, just like the rest of the band, if you look at the pregame block when the band comes out of the tunnel, each one of those rows is we, they're considered rows, but in other terms, you can call them ranks. Um, the drum majors have one as well. There's the head drum major, the assistant drum major, and then up to seven training underlings throughout the band. They are, if you look at a pregame block on the south side of the field, on the away mm -hmm. side, there you see a giant line. Those are alternates, and the rest of the drum major trainees are in that row as well. Okay, that's that's awesome. So little inside baseball and again if there's any question that we ask that you're not allowed to answer <laughs> by all means just say yeah i can't do that one do you guys hang out with the guys who play brutus i cannot answer that question it's <laughs> <laughs> a good question though <laughs> chris what you got man okay so uh dalton you know it's pretty well documented uh we've talked to a lot of the football guys our former players on here who, you know, they talk a little bit about the, the physical and mental demands of being um, associated with Ohio State football. So I'm sure the band has the same type of physical and mental demands. How uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that as far as uh, what it takes, the, the tryout process, the, uh, the actual earning your spot and keeping your spot, and then how you balance all that with your scholastic activities. Um, I could say for like balancing wise, it kind of just depends on the person. Um, myself, I know a bunch of band members, we do school homework in the stadium as we're practicing. So we'll, uh, they'll play their instrument one moment and then we're doing math homework in the next moment. So balancing wise, um, mentally, um, during some situations, it can get a little tough. Like this past year, we had five straight home games. Mm -hmm. um, for every home game, the band does a, a new show. Um, it's it's a pretty incredible feat that the not just the drum majors, but especially regular members of the marching band can do. I, it's it's simply amazing to me how they do this. So new music every week and new shows every week. Um, it gets pretty stressful, but we all come together as a 
as a family and we can help each other out. Um, as far as tryout process goes, are you talking more about the, uh, the marching band tryout or the drum yes. major tryout? Because they're two well, different ones. Tell us a little about both if you could. Um, so drum major tryouts are typically held in a at the end of April slash first couple of days in May. So this past couple of weeks, we had a new drum major and new, new assistant drum majors. I'm super proud of them. Um, the tryout process for drum majors is a little different than the rest of the band. It's only over technically one day, but say it's a Friday and Saturday, the uh, candidates will have an interview on Friday with the directors and alumni. And then on Saturday, typically around one to noon, they'll do a performance, uh, performance tryouts. The performance tryouts consist of three different categories. The ramp, which is the first opening of pregame. So when you see the drum major run down the tunnel, mm -hmm. do the back bend in the field and run through, that's the first part. Um, second part is a routine. The people on the trainee row, also known as D row, um, we all come together and we pick a song from this previous year and we make a routine for it. We do our own. We don't. We don't have a coach choreograph us. We kind of just improvise it first and then make it solidified in the end. Uh, the last thing the drum majors do is an aerial section. So we'll do uh, five tosses that are really high, and it's just kind of, you know, who can who who could do the coolest stuff underneath this? It's just it's pretty uh it's pretty neat spectacular thing, and you can probably find some videos on it YouTube, YouTube wise. Yeah, there there, there was a pretty cool one there. Um, I guess we call Sports it the, center. the boomerang baton. So what is the secret? Can you share with us the well, secret of the before he answers before he answers that, Chris, let's set this up. So there is a video floating around of our man down there, Dalton, who got on Sports Center with his, let's call it baton magic. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. How, really how do you, he literally flips the baton one direction, it hits the ground, and magically reappears in his hand like a wand, like he's a wizard. Dalton, how you do this thing, man? Come on. Uh, first off, I want to say a science teacher, or I think a physics teacher, did a 20-minute video on it. Uh, <laughs> the science, it was really fun to watch. Um, so yeah, we so we call that the uh, just. It's a rather simple name. We call it a ground bounce. Throw it, and it'll hit the ground and come back to you. Um, as as cool as a trick is, and trust me, it's it's amazing to us. Even when we do it, to all of us, you know, we've done these stuff together forever. Um, actually. Isn't that isn't really that new? Uh, Dwight Hudson, I believe, was the first one to do it on the field in uh, 1978, and there's a video of it. So, don't really know why that became so popular, because we've been doing it for decades. But it is really cool, and it is an ultimate fan favorite. I can vouch for that. I kind of felt like he was using the force, Eric. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> that's the yeah, point. That's, that's there, the point. He, he might be a Jedi. I don't know. I, I, there's, there's, there's some kind of there's some magic happening there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> here's a question. Larry Daniels wants to know how many drum majors make the travel squad when you guys go on the road? So uh, this is a great question. So on the rule book, it's up to seven plus the two drum majors. So seven plus two is nine. Um, that doesn't always happen every single year. So we, when those sessions I mentioned earlier about me being in high school, we, uh, there's a bunch of high schools that do it. And, um, you're only allowed to be on the drum major the drum major training road for two years, so just to keep it, you know, keep the people coming in and just keep making them work hard. Um, so this past year we had a full group. Um, we had uh, Austin Bowman, who's the head drum major, myself, the assistant drum major, and then we had uh, seven trainees. Um, I think this coming year 
not including the two drum majors, they might have uh, four or five. I'm not really sure, but it kind of just changes throughout the year or throughout the years. Sammy Poston's in the house. I wanted to be, be sure and, and say hello to Sammy. Sammy's a longtime listener, and it's good to have you uh, here with us tonight, Sammy. So thank you so much for strop, uh, stopping in. If any of you else have any questions for Dalton, please feel free to put those in there. Dalton, let's go, let's go here, man. What has been your favorite thing so far in your drum majoring career at Ohio State that you have had the opportunity to experience? Um. I think my favorite thing about being one of the drum majors was uh, being in a position to lead. Um, I, I love, I love leadership. I study it. Basically, it's one of my favorite things to do. But I love that I got, I had the opportunity to, not only lead band members, but I got to lead my friends to do something that we've all dreamt of doing. Your favorite game that you got to attend? Ooh, so you've gotten to go see some pretty good ones, man. Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that. That game was that was something. That was my favorite. That was my favorite uh, football game that I've been to. It was something. It was unbelievable. I still watch it. I have it saved on my computer. <laughs> I watch it all the time. <laughs> That's awesome, Chris. Got one, buddy? Yeah. Uh, you know, Dalton. My son is a little bit of a musician himself. He's just in the fifth grade, but playing in the orchestra. But he's shown some interest in, obviously, uh, you know, picking up. Uh, possibly a saxophone or something like that playing in the band as well for a young person like that, who maybe has aspirations as you did of someday becoming an Ohio state band member, what advice would you give a kid as far as the best way to pursue that? Um, the easiest way to say it would be hard work, but um, because Ohio state, the Ohio state marching band is an all brass band. Um, I knew a couple of people that were, I mean, I'm not going to name her, but she was one of the best clarinets I've ever heard in my life mm -hmm. in high school. And she went to Ohio State and actually tried it on cymbals. Um, she made the band. She made the band. So if, you, if you're like a woodwind player or a strings player, mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's, a great, it's a great idea to learn a brass instrument earlier because you get more mm -hmm. time with it. But if you really like woodwind and strings, but you still want to be in the Ohio State marching band, um, practice some percussion stuff. You know, I've, met, I've met a lot of woodwind players that I made in a percussion. That's and they're a frightening thought given my son's cymbals. That's... <laughs> and drums. You can get I, them I like the little one-inch ones. They're like ding, I, ding, ding. I won't sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can see right now in my mind, Chris, is that little monkey going ching, ching, ching. <laughs> That's all I can see right now. Him walking around your house just ching, ching. <laughs> Don't give Bobby any idea. She's oh like, my gosh. Kind of dancing. Donald Hoffer to the second says, what do drum majors do during the off season? Keep it clean, Dalton. <laughs> um, uh, this is, this is a good one. We're, we're all really good friends. I mean, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a bad relationship with anyone that I've ever, I've ever trained with. So it's kind of funny during the off season, we tend to stay away from each other because we're all trying to do these uh, great things for tryouts. Cause you, for drum majors at Ohio state, you have the band season in the fall or the summer through the fall. And then you have this like gap part where it starts up again. And that's right where drum major tryouts is. So everyone's kind of, you know, we're not hiding from each other, but we're not practicing in front of each other too much. So we kind of just train on our own with, with, with alumni drum majors who are a phenomenal resource that we have. And we'd love to have them any, any chance we can get. Um, huh. but we just train and train and train and train and train really. Dalton, how many drum major 
How many people typically try out for a drum major position? My guess is around, I think the average number is four or five. But again, it fluctuates because there's been some years where there's been like four and there's been some years where like this past year there's been eight. So it's it, it kind of fluctuates. All right, a couple more here. Larry says, is there any physical conditioning regimen you follow? I'm not really sure what that means entirely. What kind of workout do you need to do to stay oh. in shape? To yeah, a lot mainly just a lot of conditioning. Um, it, what we do is a lot. It's very fast. Like don't get me wrong, it's very fast. What we do, like um, if you want to be specific, if you look like a, a regular band's members, like lungs to hours, they're two different things. They're more of endurance, and we're more. Uh, or sorry, they're more stamina, and we're more endurance. So just a lot of cardio. Uh, I a lot of a lot of drum majors work out as well. Like I work out all the time. It's, but it's not really required. It's more of just who who's extremely flexible, and that comes with yeah. stretching a lot and just, you know, doing a lot of cardio, really. Is that part of the tryout is the, is the stretch where you got to tilt your head back and touch it to your little yep. feather on your hat to the field? Is that part of the yep. the whole deal there? I, uh, can, uh, I can confidently say during tryouts, that is the scariest part. Is Really? Oh yes! Oh my gosh! Yes, and especially during game days as well. I've never, I've never done a, a pregame with the on the field, but I remember uh, Connor Barr, who was drum major in 2018 and 2019 for Ohio State, as well as Austin Bowman, and then coming. I was asking like, how was it? They go, that's scary. It's it's the scariest part because that's the that's the biggest part of the entire day that everyone is looking at you. It, if it was me, I'd be scared of running down that ramp. That's no joke, man. No, it's steep. Uh, I don't like it's seriously steep. <laughs> yeah, I think I was listening to the podcast you had uh, last year and she said it wasn't really like up to code and it's kind of true. So it's 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 scary when it's slippery, but it's just it's really intimidating, but it's fun. It is really fun to do. Yeah. Um. OK, Script Ohio, man. Come on. That's got to be one of the coolest things in the world to be able to do. Right. Like mm -hmm. that. And and like okay so walk us through it are there are there certain steps you have to have memorized and numbers and things in your head like there's got to be a lot to it it's not just go out there and i i get to march around and and and, uh, and script out the state name like there's got to be a lot to that yeah so ev for every formation the band does there's charts and usually it's kind of just go there and you kind of just make it usually it's like a straight line or curve this way or this way for script it's uh it's classified as a follow the leader drill and obviously the leader is the drum major, in this, at, least, at least in this situation. So the band gets in a giant block and it unwinds. But for, I'm not going to break it down, but it is a bunch of numbers that I have known, you know, since my first, like, like the first day after we, after we made, after I made the band, nine, nine o'clock the next morning, we were doing, going over some stuff. At 1030, I was learning Script Ohio as a trainee. Um, it's, it's something we take very, very, very seriously obviously with the drum majors, because if we mess up, I don't even want to imagine that. But it it's a lot of numbers, and I could throw them all at you at once, but it won't make any sense at first. Are you counting in your head while, the, yes. while you're doing it? Yeah. Yeah. If you, if, you, if you look at the drum major, like if you're, especially if you're low or there's a camera low, um, you can kind of see us. Like we're staring at something, but we're not actually looking. We're kind of just counting the numbers in our head. There's a lot of field markers we use, so like the top of the numbers, the hash marks, bottom of the numbers. Now the the safe light field logo. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of markers we use to guide. Gotcha. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of makes sense, but you know, I just wanted to get, you know, 
the the nuts and bolts behind it. Um, Dalton, do you have a favorite field to pl- uh, to play on besides the shoe? And then I'm gonna big uh, piggyback on that and say, what's the best stadium you've been in, not the horseshoe in the Big Ten? Um, I could give two answers to my favorite. Um, my obviously the shoe, but my favorite to perform on is obviously uh, the team up north stadium. Um, it's the the sheer booze we get is so encouraging to be up there uh it really is it um a lot of people admit it some of our favorite part about script ohio is just getting booed at (laughs) um the other one um it goes with the stadium as well as the field was a mercedes-benz stadium in atlanta for the peach bowl okay that was the coolest stadium i have ever been in my life and really why is that oh yeah it it, i think it's brand new the architecture Mm -hmm. was nice but I mean, it was nice. I like that, the that circle of a TV. In fact, before the Peach Bowl started, we were watching the TCU uh, team up north game, and Ohio State fans were screaming every time TCU got a touchdown. <laughs> so you watching two they games were, in one day. They were doing a lot of screaming that night. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, you got another question, buddy? I don't want to hog it, it all up here. It actually kind of piggybacks off what you guys were just discussing. Those were your favorites. Is there a place that just you absolutely were not a fan of playing. Maybe it's uh, maybe it has something to do with the crowd. Maybe it had something to do with the field conditions. Is there just some place that you did not necessarily enjoy playing? I honestly don't think I could really name one. Okay. Too much, to be honest with you. You haven't been to Illinois, have you? No. There I you go. Indiana, <laughs> is it yeah. is it is it that bad? Oh, it's bad. It's it's. No matter when we go there, it is always raining or snowing, 20 <laughs> degrees. The wind just goes through you. It's everybody, everybody will always say Illinois is just a terrible place to go there. <laughs> Donald Hoffer says, I have friends that played in the Ohio State University marching band. Is there an actual rivalry between the bands or is that just a, an OU thing? Ooh, good question. Um, I actually have a lot of friends from my high school that went to OU and they. Absolutely adore it there. I mean, props to the 110 band. I think they do a really good job. Um, I don't, for us, this is going to sound kind of cocky. Conceited? That's all right. Bring it on. Bring it on. We don't really have a rival in terms of bands. (laughs) Some people like to, like, (laughs) some people like to say it, but it's, you know, we don't really confer. Even with the team up north, I mean, we love their band. I I love talking to them. They're really nice. Uh, Michigan State. Penn State. I mean, I love all, all these bands are super nice. Um, I don't really. I wouldn't really say that's a rivalry between marching bands, really. But they're all the B team, right, Dalton? That's right. That's I am right. not answering that question. <laughs> There's only one best dang band in the whole land, right? There's only one. Oh yeah. It's all right, man. This is a great question, Larry. How bad was the Northwestern weather last year? We didn't go to that game. <gasps> So See, that's the problem. That's what so, happened, man. I'm not going to get too much into it, but the Ohio State marching band only goes to about two away games, excluding postseason games. So every time we play the team up north uh, at their stadium, we always go there. So if there's two games we go to, that is always one of them. Um, I think this coming year, they're going to uh, the big house, and I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but maybe Notre Dame, maybe. Maybe it's tentative. I don't know if they're going there or not, but it's usually about North Northwestern. We didn't go to, but I'm glad we did not because that looked horrible. That was yeah. That looked that looked bad. That's a good question though, Larry. Yeah, it was. 
All right. So you've told you've told us what your favorite stadiums were. You told us what your uh, favorite games were. We've we've dove into all of those things. All right. So this year's a little bit different for you. Are you still going to be a student this year? Is this your senior year? I think or. Um. Yes, I will be a student this year. Okay. So a little bit different role this year for you. Yes. Uh. Yes. I. Tries to go my way, and I didn't get a. I didn't get to pull one of my spots this past year. Ah, that stinks, man. That stinks, I mean, man. But it, it does, but it keeps the program really fresh. And yeah, I've yeah. trained with these guys forever, and I am so, so gosh darn proud of them for doing what they did in tryout day. And if you haven't watched it, it's on YouTube. All right, uh, it's on Facebook on yeah. the High State Marching Band. Hats off to you for having a great attitude, Dalton. That's that's fantastic, man. And you know that's one of the things I have noticed about the band is it. It seems like it's a ginormous family. You know, I I I love going, and this is kind of. Um, you know, maybe a little bit off of what our topic here, but I love going to the skull session. The least, my least favorite part of skull session is actually when the team comes in and they, you get the, you get the, it's so fast. It's like, it's like three seconds and they're gone. It's like, what yeah. just happened? But the band's enthusiasm and energy and downright rowdiness is <laughs> fantastic. I love it, man. Talk a little bit about that, that, family nature you guys have the camaraderie that's created in the band between all the band members and what just maybe sets to biddle aside about that aspect of things what do you what do you enjoy about that um I, my favorite part about the band is obviously the family part um every row or rank tends to like live together not everyone in one house but they tend to have like houses they hang out all the time their friendships formed forever i mean a lot of my old old band friends, their friends are who are also in the band with them are going to each other's weddings and you know all this. Um, for skull session, um, I love when the football team comes. It's really it's such a hype moment for me, but it's also kind of sad because a lot of fans leave right after that and they don't kind of get to witness. <laughs> yeah, the great music because they, I mean, I thank thank so thankful for everyone that does stay, but I kind of wish some people would stay just a little longer, just for for a little bit of it. But uh, the family thing is is. A great thing and it's also a thing i've also know people that that is the reason why they come to this band is they know that um these rows are so intertwined with one another that you know i want i want a family outside of you know my bloodline so they're kind of like i want to go here so yeah that's cool man so there you go dalton has challenged all of you all the next time you're at the skull session hang around a little bit longer it's all right no one's gonna take your seat i promise you <laughs> it'll still be there in the stadium waiting for you when you get in there i mean what are you gonna go over there watch them warm up i mean come on it's, there's a uh, lot of there's a lot of neat things we do at skull session as well we sing well, the, the, so the people who and stuff yeah so people who haven't maybe who do leave after the football team leaves what what's what's going on in skull session tell them about tell them what they're missing um skull session is usually like our last the reason why they call it skull session is from understanding i got it's the it's the last moment you have to get the music in your head um we play every i mean literally everything we're going to do out throughout the day uh the entire pregame from ramp to the, the national anthem um the entire halftime show and a couple of the songs hang on sloopy uh maybe a couple a lot of the rows uh will actually have these little road shoes they do so when we're waiting for the football team to come in i'm, I'm sure most people have have seen this um but when we when we are waiting for the football team to come in, uh, Rose will have these little tunes that they'll just play. We'll announce them. We'll announce the leadership team, the directors, um, just various stuff. 
And for like alumni game, you get to see uh, alumni drum majors come out and perform at halftime, uh, the halftime part of Skull Session and stuff like that, as well as the Eye Daughter. And we they do a big tribute to the Eye Daughter every day or every week. So, yeah. What's your favorite song in the band? Sloopy. Oh yeah, By right. It, it's it gives me goosebumps, especially the singing version. Um, I think a, sec- a very very close second is Carmen and the Navy Hymn. I love singing in this band. All right. Um, what's the banana thing? <laughs> That's a <laughs> so uh, for sousaphones, their their row or the rank name is K and L, so they just say Kel because it kind of goes together. That's just that was their mascot. Oh, I'm not going to speak for them because I know they're going to get mad at me, but. That that has been their mascot for a very long time. Someone called them banana. Someone called them bananas or something along those lines, and it kind of just stuck. So it's just what they do. <laughs> they have the, they have the big one that says "Beat Blue" on it. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice to, it's it's nice. <laughs> it's a good tradition. I, I enjoy it. After yeah. a touchdown, you'll see uh, people on each other's shoulders. Someone's waving the Ohio flag, and then it's like, what's this banana doing out there? Like, what's what's going on with that? But end zone runs uh, are a thrill. We love doing them. All right, Scott Rogers says, I remember watching the band practice outside the stadium when my sister lived in the stadium dorm. I would watch the whole practice. I was an athlete, but I would have loved to have been part of Tabiddle. That's cool, man. You know, I think all of us, I was never in band. I play a guitar in church. That's the extent of my my musical endeavors. Um, I think all of us who are Buckeye fans have a little bit of the uh, – I wish I was in the band kind of thing, you know, because it just seems so doggone fun, man. It really does. It's really cool. I, I appreciate that comment, Scott. Um, yeah, so any, are you allowed to – and if you're not, again, I understand. Are there anything, any special performances or anything that the band's working on this year that we might we might get to see this year? Like any uh, themes or any, anything? Any, uh, I have no idea of the show tunes that they're selected. So, like in January, they have this – you know, kind of idea, like shoot kind of thing. You just like throw ideas at the director, see what sticks. Um, I don't know what shows they're doing this year, but um, if you guys are looking for a performance to go to, uh, they perform with the Columbus Symphony Orchestra, and I think late July. Um, they Symphony sometimes it's called the picnic pops or something. Pick, picnic picnic with pops. the pops. Yep. There you go. That's a great one. Yeah. Are you going to be a part of uh, the alumni band and stuff in the future? Yes. Oh, certainly, yes. Uh, that's cool. Very thankful to be a part of it. That's really cool, Dalton. That's that's really awesome. Anything else you'd like to share with us before we call it a night, my friend? Um, if you got, if you're, I have two things. If you're students and you're bored around four o'clock to six o'clock, and you just want to do homework, go to Lincoln Tower Field, and you can just kind of listen to or watch the band practice. It's kind of background noise. Um, if you're fans, get up a little early, just a little extra early. Especially on those noon games, uh, the band does a rehearsal before the game days, and you get to see the little traditions like uniform inspections and stuff like that. That that stuff is very interesting to me, in my opinion, at least. Is that and that's over on the practice field, right on the on the uh, south side? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. And you know, one of the things I love is, and I know we're going over a little bit, and I apologize. I love when you guys do the march over to the shot, or to, to the shot, but to oh, yes. St. John's Arena, and you're marching through the fan, and you're singing, and you're playing, and and it, you know, you're you're dogging the opponent, and I love <laughs> that, man. I absolutely, that's one of my favorite things. To me, that's just as exciting as when the players walk by as they go into the stadium. That's really cool. And if you've never been there early enough to see that. 
to watch the band march from the stadium over to St. John's Arena is is really really cool. Uh, always love that. That's so a sorry. That's a that's a lot of band members' favorite part of the day. Not pregame, not halftime, not postgame. It's to and from skull session. It's it's really fun. That's cool. Larry says, thanks for being here, Dalton. The band and drum majors are incredible. And then T, uh, he says, Tabito with the exclamation mark. Thank you so much, Larry. That's awesome. Dalton, thank you so much for being with us, man. Thank Truly appreciate me. that. And uh, we want to invite all of you who are watching today because you knew Dalton and uh, he's he's a, a family or friend or, or classmate or whatever. We do this live every Sunday night. We have all kinds of different visitors that we bring on and interview past former Buckeyes. Now even drum majors from Ohio State. We can add that one to our bucket list, Chris. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Thank you so much, Dalton. We truly appreciate it. Feel free to have me anytime. All right. Sounds great. Hey, be kind to one another. I owe someone's OH and sing Carmen, Ohio with all your heart. And until next time, OH! I owe. I owe. Go Bucks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.